Hi, I'm LaShawn Davis and welcome to the HR Plug. I am the founder and CEO of this HR consulting firm. And let me just tell you a little bit about what we do and who we are. The HR Plug serves people who are looking to thrive at work. If work is feeling cumbersome for you, then we are your solution and you need to plug into us. If you're a leader and you're leading people and you're just not relating to them properly or you're struggling with how to do it in a way that's not so much burdensome, then you need to plug into us. We're for corporations who are experiencing dysfunction and just don't know where to begin or you're having third party interference or someone that's coming and taking the loyalty away from your employees, then you want to plug into us. We are for anyone who wants to do well in what they do and we help you do that when you plug into us because we can plug into your potential and so I'm looking forward to you connecting with me I look forward to you plugging in and understanding what your full potential is so that you your company or your team can thrive Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a, another episode of Let's Get Plugged podcast. For those of you all who don't know me, I am LaShawn Davis, and I'm your host for this podcast tonight, and we meet here every Wednesday, 8 p.m., where we touch on a topic that's going to help you thrive in your professional world or your professional life, in your career, entrepreneurship journey, whatever it is that you decide to do. This is a place for you to come park and, and learn some tools, tips, resources, hear some stories that can help make you make some decisions that will work best for you in your life. And so we are here tonight. I am excited uh, to be here. Um, the HR Plug is a consulting firm that we work with employers and employees to provide resources and tools to help you plug into your potential. So as an employee, that could be potentially figuring out your career journey and your strategy. What should you do? If you decide you want to launch and take the leap into entrepreneurship, how do you make that transition? Or everybody isn't cut up for entrepreneurship. So what if I want to stay working for a company or corporation? We help you work through and, and assess what's best for you based on what your needs are and what you want to do in life. And employers, we do the same thing in helping develop leaders so that they understand the value of employees and how to take care of them in ways that make the organization thrive. And so we are here tonight and we are going to be talking to an amazing, amazing guest, Anthony D. Mays, who is here with us. And he's going to be talking about why he left Google. And now that just struck me because, I mean, who doesn't want to work at one of the biggest tech giants in the industry? Um, and, and he did for some years, but has decided to transition and tell us where he's going, what he's doing, and why he left. And so we'll be talking to him tonight. But as we always do, you know, I like for you guys to check in and let me know that you're here. Say hello. Um, I know that we have some people already in here that have, have joined in. And we have Jose. Welcome, Jose. Thank you for joining. Uh, Jose is here supporting Anthony. And we are glad that you are here. We have... Um, Hafiz here also as well. Thank you for joining. And, um, you know, Hafiz says good evening, everybody. We are excited that you are here. We have some folks joining us from LinkedIn tonight. And um, we have Michael here as well saying hi to Anthony. So, Michael, welcome to the HR Plug podcast. Thank you for joining. Um, Anthony, thanks everybody for pulling up. And we do because we know that this show cannot be interactive without your participation. And we also like to do here on this podcast is make sure that you get what you need from this episode. So if you have questions for our subject matter expert, you have things that you want them to answer for you, ask them in the chat. We have um, Katie Jones here. Hi, LaShawn. Looking forward to hearing Anthony's transition story. And I am looking forward to him sharing his story. Um, you know, we have so many people here, Anthony, excited to have you come out. So let me just, um, oh, wait, let me let me get the other people that are coming up. We have, you know, um, Muhammad is here. And Anthony is also in the chat. So he's going to be able to engage with you guys as well. So make sure that you, uh, you know, talk to him and say hello if I can't get you um, shouted out on the screen here live. But talk to us. Let us know what topics, what subjects 
Anthony can answer for you um, once you understand his, his gift, right? What he's a solution for and how he can help you. All right. So we have Trina saying hello. Hi, Trina. How are you? Hi, Dana. How are you? Thank you for joining. We have Fenton here. Hi, Fenton. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Mohammed, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you got LinkedIn is representing tonight. Let me tell you. So thank you guys so much for joining. So like we always do, first, I want to talk to you guys about some announcements that we have happening over in the HR Plug world. First is our Unplug Conference. It is a business conference for HR professionals because we all know that they are tired. And the trailer that we saw is an introduction to the people that will be speaking at this conference. But if you are in HR, you are a leader who has an HR team. You are someone that wants to help support the people who are the nucleus to organizations. You want to support this event. You want to support the Unplug Conference because it's an opportunity for HR professionals who a lot of them are burnt out and tired dealing with what we've been dealing with with COVID and the pandemic and the great resignation or the great reshuffle or people just getting um, fed up about what their workplace situation looks like. So they're pulling on HR to help them be better. Now it's time for us to pour into HR so we can help them be better for you. And that's what this conference is about. So if you are interested in learning more about this conference, make sure you visit our website, unpluggedconference.com, where you can find out more information and how to get registered and how to meet us at this hybrid event next month. Next up, we also have the Black Successful Creators series that is launching on JP High Tech Reviews YouTube channel. So make sure you go and watch this. We're going to be highlighting some special people in the creative industry space, tell their story and messages that could inspire you of their journey of how they get there. And I am so honored to be one of the people speaking here and I'll be talking about what it takes to step out in faith and how to get the courage to step out and do what it is that you want to do in live. So make sure you tune in February the 15th. It's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. And I'll also be streaming it on my YouTube channel as well. So if you're not connected, make sure you subscribe to the HR Plug YouTube channel so that you can get notified when we go live. And when I begin my series of posting some how-to HR information, the first series that we're going to be touching on is how to ask for a raise, how to number one, know if you should be asking, how to prepare to ask, and what to say when you're ready to have that conversation. So if topics like that interest you, make sure you subscribe because that's what we'll be launching on our first series on advocating for yourself in the workplace. So make sure you tune in for that. Also, I want to thank anybody who's listening to us on an audio platform. We are also on all streaming podcast platforms. So if you missed a live episode that we show on YouTube, you can always check the replay on YouTube or listen to us on your commute to work or on your commute to the grocery store or while you're cleaning your house, wherever it's convenient for you. You can also tap into us via audio. We are on all areas that are um, your favorite podcast ways to listen, whether it's Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, we are there. So make sure that you come in and find us on here and, and, and listen and see what you might have missed if you weren't able to catch us on YouTube. And then finally, if you want to connect with me, www.thehrplug.com has a free consultation link that I'm doing for a little while that you can go ahead and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And let's talk about how I can support you navigate through whatever workplace challenge you might be facing or how I can help you plug into your potential. So those are our announcements for tonight. And before I bring Anthony out, I just kind of want to take you guys back to episode two. If you recall, we launched this podcast in January, right? So we're rolling into our month of February, our second month. So the second episode we aired was about how to get unstuck from your nine to five. We talked about um, how to jump and make that leap and giving you the encouragement to know that you can do it. If you missed that episode, make sure that you go watch it. Nakia Nunn was our guest and she gave some really great tips on how to number one, know if you're prepared to take the leap and how to do it if you believe you are prepared after understanding what her guidance was there. Tonight, we have Anthony here who actually took the leap. 
He left his job at Google after working there um, and and went into his his own entrepreneurial uh, space. And that is something amazing because it's so ironic that we talked about doing it and now we have a guest who actually did it. So he's going to come on here and he's going to share his story. If you want to know more about Anthony, we're going to talk about how to connect with him and how to tune into him. I'm going to also be adding to this um, episode and in the description, a link to a, a BuzzFeed video that he was also featured in um, when he was regarded as a 1% of uh, African-American or Black representation in Google, in tech, Google tech. So he's probably going to be touching on that a little bit for us tonight. And he's all the way from Compton. So let me shout out Compton for producing this amazing genius here that's going to be on here tonight all the way from Compton to Google, now all the way from Google to entrepreneurship and to this podcast, I want to welcome Anthony to the show. Hi, Anthony. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing much better than I deserve. That's straight up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we are so glad you are here. Um, we have so many people saying, um, you know, that they're here to see you and hear your story. And so remember, guys, just tune into the chat. If you have a question for Anthony, but I'm just going to Anthony first. Let's 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 talk about you. I, I thank yeah. you for being here. I thank you for being willing to share your story, and I thank you for bringing awareness to the lack of diversity and representation in the tech world, and sharing with us what you're doing about that. So all of that is exciting for us. And I'm going to turn it over to you. How about you tell our viewers a little bit about you and your story, where you started? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So uh, I, I always start in 1988, uh, you know, around the time when uh, Straight Outta Compton was uh, the, the album that put the city on the map. And uh, it was also around that time, shortly before that I had been, um, it, it was discovered by my teacher that I'd been the victim of physical abuse. And there was also sexual abuse involved too, but I didn't mention that. And I was put into foster care for like the fourth time. And my two brothers were also put in foster care, but fortunately, by God's grace, uh, we were adopted by a couple that we knew, and so we were able to uh, come come home uh, in a in a way uh, to where we would stay for uh, the rest of our our time growing up, and you know learn how to cope. When I was eight years old, struggled bullying, you know, in the hood, and I, I wanted to figure out a way to to do better than what I was seeing around me. Um, to maybe get out of the hood one day, go to college, um, but then also come back and do something substantial and be an example for those that I had grown up with. And, uh, you know, attended the University of California, Irvine, where I was one of a very few uh, who was doing computer science at the time. Uh, I'm talking about being in a classroom, a lecture hall, 200, 300 people. I look around and maybe there's one other black person in wow. the room. Wow. And, yeah. So, you know, I remember being approached by Google uh, at, at a campus job fair. And I was like, yeah, y'all are cool. I would love to work for y'all through the application away. Because I was like, yeah, I ain't going to hire no <laughs> Negro from the hood. That's not going to happen. All right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I tried in uh, five years later, I got contacted on LinkedIn. This is why I talk to people about making sure that you got a polished, good LinkedIn profile. Because I got my job uh, by uh, being approached on LinkedIn. Wow. And, you know, went and interviewed and failed. Uh, I was studying, I was working hard, studying the wrong information and ended up uh, not getting the job. So I didn't think I could get it. And then I went on and didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, by God's grace, the, the recruiters reached out multiple times after that, I think three times over the next two years. And I kept saying, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm fine. And the last recruiter uh, put on the kid gloves, you know, was, oh, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll help you out. We got you. We have the resources. And, you know, I was reading between the lines. She was basically like, stop being a punk and do it. <laughs> like, you don't have nothing to lose. Just just do it. And so I did and studied for a month and a half, um, taking public transportation at the time, studying on the bus, mm -hmm. the train during the, the work hour, three hours a day um, for about a month, a month and some change and uh, you know, got the job. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, you would think that that, that, you know, after that would be happily ever after, but it wasn't because I found myself in this foreign environment surrounded by people I didn't know 
this position of privilege uh, with which I was unfamiliar. And, you know, as an example, uh, you know, Google's notoriously famous for micro kitchens and free food and snacks. I remember the time when I went to one of the fridges and found escargot sandwiches. Uh, you're talking about a kid that grew up poor in the hood, now being treated to free escargot sandwiches. Um, and so it, the ex whole experience was breaking my brain. I didn't realize what was happening until Google released their diversity numbers in 2014. And I saw that that 2% uh, stat line for uh, employees who were black and uh, working at Google. And then the 1% for those who were black and in, in a technical role. And I began to understand that I was in a, in, in a totally new space, but that I could do something about it. And so from that time, uh, I've been steadfastly committed to helping to improve uh, not just representation, but also inclusion uh, wow. for folks who come from underrepresented backgrounds. And our story, as I was sharing with you, is very similar because that's one of the reasons why the HR plug exists to help people who don't have access and information. Right. Um, you said something interesting. So Google had two percent black and one percent tech. Wow. So listen, we got a shout out to UCI here. So Kimberly was our uh, hey. guest speaker last uh, week and she teaches. She's an instructor here at UCI. and She does a lot of stuff for UCI other than that. But you got that, hey, that, that zap, connection zap, zap. here. <laughs> zap, so, zap, zap. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, and we do, Jose, I see your question and I'll get to you in one second, um, because before we really deep dive, jump into talking about, you know, tech and, uh, and all that. Can you tell us a little bit for people like me, what encompasses tech? Like when I think about tech, I think about my IT person that's supposed to give me my laptop when I start work or if I can't get into something, the help desk I call. So that's what tech is to me. But is that the true definition of tech or what, what encompasses that? Yeah, it, it's, it may be surprising to some people, but uh, tech is full of everything else that any other company is full of. Um, you know, tech companies need lawyers. They need consultants. They need folks who know CRM. They need sales. Um, they, you know, in a lot of what um, tech is in people's minds is coding, hacking, you know, building computers, taking them apart, doing the IT thing. But there's so much more opportunity there. And so I talk to people about, um, especially young people, as I encounter them, about exposing to them this wider world of tech, where if you're interested in law, art, medicine, uh, there's some way that you can at least be tangentially related to the tech industry. And so, um, you know, I want to disabuse people of the notion that to get in the tech, you have to code. That's that's a that's a uh, that's a myth. It isn't necessarily the case that you need to do those things. And, um, you know, th these are things that like being in tech for 20 years are obvious. But for those who haven't been in for as long or haven't been exposed as many in underrepresented communities still haven't been exposed. You know, it's it's intriguing when I tell them that they can do these things. You know, they're chefs. <laughs> at tech companies, right? Um, some of my best friends at Google were uh, were the chefs, uh, you know, because I love the people that make me free food. Let me, let me just be straight up. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, but I mean, it, it's there, there's so much opportunity to be had. Um, and, you know, these these a lot of these tech companies, especially the big ones, are multinational conglomerates. They're looking for talent wherever they can find them. And I think what makes my job so interesting as someone who advocates for the underrepresented is showing them that the answer to their problem isn't um, just in elite Ivy League schools, uh, but is also in your community colleges, in your yeah. uh, neighborhoods, barrios, ghettos, uh, in uh, places that have previously been overlooked. Absolutely. And as an HBCU grad myself, um, you know, I graduated from from Florida A&M University and that was a struggle when I was going. They'd come to us for to check a box off a list. Oh, we, we, we you know, but not thinking that there would be true talent, um, you know, in, in there. And that's one of the reasons why I went to an HBCU. And that's why I, I also like you support those underrepresented co um, communities because we out here, you know, we, we are out there. And there are some people that are just naturally gifted and talented. And, and we have to give those individuals the access to the information that's available. So that's what I love about what you do. So we do have a question that I just want to 
Cher, you talked about the interviewing process, right, with Google. So is it true that the job interviews at big tech companies are harder than the actual job? So I think the answer is both yes and no. Uh, the interview is harder in that you have less time to work on the problem that you're given. Uh, and you're only working collaboratively with one person who's your interviewer. And you may feel the pressure of being assessed in an interview situation um, and, and feel the rigor of having to go through, you know, in, uh, famously like the Google interview, the interview loop where you're talking to four or five engineers and other big tech companies do that as well. Um, so in that sense, it, it can be harder, feel harder. But in another sense, it's I, I tell people all the time that my best days at Google as an engineer um, centered around having experiences that were reflected in the interview. That is being able to work with another engineer to problem solve and to uh, break apart a problem, really understand what's going on and then bring to bear the right tools and resources to solve it. And there's been plenty of times where on the job, I felt like it's an interview uh, because I'm, I'm talking to my coworkers and we're trying to figure things out and we don't all the way know what the answer is, but we're working towards it. And um, I, I think that uh, that, you know, if you have the right mindset about what tech companies are looking for when they're hiring talent, uh, then I think that that helps you to find success in the interview and to understand the relevancy of the process to uh to the job and not all companies understand this some companies just want to copy what they see the big tech companies doing mm. and and it's very arbitrary mm -hmm. or, or um not, not well uh, thought thought through uh, so i can understand the struggle of of doing interviews of different kinds of companies and being confused uh, to say the least by the by the degree of variance right uh, but i think the key is to understand what big tech companies are doing to understand why they interview the way that they do and what they're doing are solving, they're, they're solving problems that are hard and, and ambiguous and don't have clear solutions up front. And they need people who are, uh, who are comfortable working in that kind of environment and making progress and moving forward. So I think that it takes courage, it takes thoughtfulness, it takes the ability to, to uh, really consider good problem solving skill to succeed at the interview. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of people who spend all their time learning the tools um, end up still failing in the interview because they know what tools to use, but they don't know how to apply them correctly. Mm. And so one of the things that I do as a career coach and interview coach is to teach people, you don't wanna put a nail in the wall using the back of a screwdriver. That's just not gonna work well for you. But when you don't have good problem solving skill, um, that's what you're likely to do. Right, wow. Thank you for that. I didn't even know tech interviews, how do you solve a problem on the spot? So you just got to also be able to work under pressure, it seems like, you know, uh, uh, under, you know, intense situations. Um, that's it's really good yeah. to know. Um, so Edward wants to know, and if you don't know, it's, it's, it's perfectly fine. But do you know how the numbers today are at Google? Yeah, I don't I don't recall at the top of my head what they are. Mm -hmm. um, I think the numbers are. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think well, somewhere around three or four percent total. Uh, for, oh, so we're still country. underrepresented in 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 tech. <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, there there's the it, it could be higher. You can always check um, Google.com/slash/diversity. I think is where they post the latest report. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and, and just tech companies as a whole. I, I think that the the picture still isn't clear uh, with regards to what the re representation is. Number one, and even more importantly, what it should be. Um, and I think that, you know, when we say underrepresented, at what number or what percentage do we say we're properly represented? Uh, is there such thing as overrepresentation uh, when it comes to these previously underrepresented groups? So it's a hard problem, and it's not one that you uh, can just throw technology at. Um, it, it requires some careful thinking, and I think that the answer could be different from one company to the next. At least that's my view. Um, I've, I've certainly benefited from having uh, experiences with, uh, with all kinds of people who reflect a variety of, of, of life circumstances and situations and backgrounds that are different than mine. And that's been enriching uh, and continues to be enriching uh, in my journey in tech. Um, and I'm sort of glad that at, um, I'm glad that at, at Google, 
I haven't, um, I, I think that had I been surrounded by tons of people who look like me and who came from where I came from, I would have lost out on the opportunity uh, to, to really benefit from and grow from the experience of diverse teams and diverse contexts that I've, that I've had. Wow. Wow. And I went ahead and I pulled this up uh, that you were talking about. So yeah, it's, um, see if I can show this here. I'm going to have you pop in here. So uh, representation at Google, it talks about, um, to answer your question, through gains and representation, though gains and representation are not evenly realized for all, our work in hiring is having an impact for women in tech all over the world and for black and Latinx people for the U.S., for example, YouTube realized a 4% increase in global representative representation year over year for women in tech. So it looks like, to your point, Anthony, they, they recognize there's an opportunity here and they, they're setting a bar to be transparent in their data that shows that. There is this report, if you go to google.com uh, slash diversity, that talks through what their numbers look like, if, if that's something that you want to look at. But um, yeah, so here we go. This is for 2020 yeah, and, and 2021. And, and here, here's what I'll say about the numbers. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that we can be fixated on in this time uh, is, is, you know, where the numbers are today and what are they tomorrow and what do they look like next year? I think about the progress in the tech space uh, within the context of black history uh, in its entirety, or at least up to this point. Um, change has always been slow. It's been steady, but it's been slow. And so I'm not surprised that, you know, in the tech industry's attempts to fix it, fix this problem that didn't start with tech and didn't actually start with America, um, you know, that I'm not surprised that it's going to take a while, <laughs> right, to roll back some of the things that, that we've seen up to this point. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I used to be, you know, the first couple of years I saw the diversity numbers, I was like, okay, we're at 1%. Um, you know, next year, oh, wow, we might be like 5%. And that's gonna be amazing. Then after that, 10% or something like that. And, you know, it was like 1% the one year, and then the next year, it was still 1%. <laughs> you know, I was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I, I had to realize that it's um, that, you know, Stony the road we trod is what the third verse of the Black National Anthem, Anthem. Lift Every Voice and Sing says, right? But it's still stony. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. stop being stony. It's still stony. Um, I think it's not as stony as it was. Right. Um, and I, that I enjoy a great deal of privilege in, in where I sit. Uh, but it's it's it still takes time. And I think that there's, um, to some degree, undue pressure put on the tech industry because tech is so used to changing the world many times over in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think that we, we have this unfair expectation that um, if we just throw money and technology at this, we can we can solve it very quickly. And I, I don't I don't believe for one second that that's the case. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have some good points. It's, it's about progress. Right. We're not going to see that big galactical jump because uh, it's going to take time. And it's, and also you do want when people to come and that number increases for them to feel inclusive. So there's one thing about diversity numbers and then there's another thing about inclusivity. Right. So so you got it. They have to also make sure that their culture is um, positioned to make sure that when we begin to have more diverse representation, that they do feel it's genuine and feel like it's a part of it. And we're not just doing it for the numbers. So yes, Tony, the road we trod, um, and, and, and it's still, uh, and it's still there. We're just very mindful of progress. So that's a good, good way to look at it. Anthony, I appreciate that. So, um, we, we have some, some chat over here. Monica says, hello. Hi, Monica. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for joining. Um, uh, you know, Jose has another question here. You know, would you say that the percentage of representation has not improved or remained stagnant? With this information, why would a person of color or other underrepresented communities choose to work with an entity that struggles with this? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, I think there's been progress. Um, like I said, I think it's been slow progress. Um, and I'm, I'm not all the way surprised by that. Part of th- there, there's even in the attempt to fix issues, I think that there have been missteps in the tech industry. 
um, no one was really paying attention to the revolving door effect. You know, it used to be that we call this diversity and inclusion. And I learned, you know, after some time working in this space that we got the order wrong. It's not that diversity precedes inclusion. You've got to work on inclusion first and then the mm -hmm. diversity follows. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because there's so many people, especially early in, in my tenure at Google, that would just hit me up on LinkedIn and say, so what's it like to be a black man at Google? Like, I need to know uh, one brother to another. And I, at first I was taken aback by like how forward <laughs> some people would be <laughs> to want to know that. But I, I totally understood what they're saying, right? Uh, because too often uh, people, uh, underrepresented folks, people of color will jump into spaces with expectations that are misaligned with the reality. And then they end up leaving right out the door that they came in. And so mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of the gains that had been uh, produced um, during this ten, uh, during this time period of maybe over the last decade to improve representation, a lot of those gains were lost immediately because people mm -hmm. were coming into these environments and finding that the culture was awful. Right. Uh, so, um, but but here's the thing: there are people uh, like me uh, who, once I got in the door, decided that I needed to do something uh, to, to hang on to my seat for as long as I could to institute positive change and be a light um, in, 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 in the room. And I think about that not just as an engineer and, and as, a, um, as a programmer, as a professional, or as even someone who's black, but as a Christian, as a man of mm -hmm. faith, as someone whose job is always to be a light um, yeah. for Christ, for the gospel, for God. And, and so uh, I, I think that faith has uniquely suited me and prepared me to hang on tight, even in rough situations, to endure uh, the challenges of, of the things that, um, that that I may have to deal with. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still not having a bad day. Like when I was at Google, I was making excellent money, 401k, equity, mm -hmm. you know, benefits, all that stuff. And I got to talk about, you know, uh, representation and white privilege and <laughs> you know, struggle and all that stuff and get bonuses and platforms. You know, our ancestors got chased by dogs, hosed down mm -hmm. with water hoses, um, fought at every twist and turn, in some cases hung mm -hmm. uh, and lynched, uh, you know, just for looking at somebody wrong. And so I realized that there is a great deal of progress in that I have so much privilege compared to my ancestors that they're, you know, I, I don't have much that I can complain about. Right. You know, somebody looks at me sideways. Yeah. So what? You're not going to stop yeah. me from doing what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not going to dissuade me from from being a, a positive beacon of hope and light and uh, bringing truth to uh, to a situation that needs it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. Kimberly has asked a great question because you just mentioned how you talked, you know, you had to speak on these things. But being one of the few, did you feel that it was a burden to be asked to answer questions speaking on behalf of the Black experience? Not at all, because I, I, I've always carried that. Um, I, I feel like I've always carried the responsibility. Remember when, when I tried the Google interview um, and failed the first time, I felt like I represented all black people everywhere. It wasn't mm -hmm. fair to think that way, but that's the way that I felt uh, coming into the experience. You know, I thought in a very real sense, the person that I'm interviewing with, I might be one of only two black engineers this person ever meets in their entire life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want to try to leave a good mark. Uh, but I've gotten so used to carrying that burden, so so used to carrying that tax that, that now I feel like uh, I've just made it part of how I engage with the world. And so uh, I've, I've sought to do so responsibly and carefully. And uh, my, my basic contract with people is this. You can talk to me about whatever you want. You can ask me about anything. No problem. Uh, I promise not to get angry with you. Uh, I promise to demonstrate patience towards you. Um, so long as you don't lay hands on me, <laughs> right. we're good. That content right? going to so, come out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've been in a non-trivial <laughs> number of fights growing up. But, mm -hmm. um, but you know, so, so long as I'm not in the position where I've got to defend myself physically, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not too worried about, I mean, I grew up bullied in Compton. I mean, what can you really do? Right, right. <laughs> like, what can you really say? And so uh, I feel like it's important for me to, um, to, to be that, that bridge, that, that connection, showing people at, um, at Google and Twitter and Facebook and Microsoft, or wherever, um, what can happen when you include someone like me who comes from uh, this underrepresented background, mm-hmm. uh, who, who maybe doesn't represent the typical Silicon Valley story? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens when you engage with someone like that? Uh, you know, and I, I always make it a point to say I'm not the only person uh, with the that's experienced the struggles and the things that I have. And one of the great um, privileges of working at a place like Google is that I've met people from all over the world who have overcome incredible circumstances, incredible feats. Uh, they, you know, who were first generation uh, college graduates. Uh, who were the first to break into tech, um, who were the first to make more money, you know, during a summer internship than their parents had made in a lifetime. You know, in I, in having that perspective um, really puts me in my place because uh, I'm, I'm just one of many magnificent stories um, that are coming to life. And I think that it's a privilege to, to be part of that and to um, provide a perspective. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. You are one of of different types of stories. I, I think it's compelling that your story affects the black community because we're not so often exposed to computers. Uh, don't grow up with computers. That's not what we got for Christmas when you're from an under, mm-hmm. you know, represented or underprivileged thing. You, you lucky if you went to a school that had a computer lab, right? So, um, I, I see that. You know, that access and things like that have a huge, I think, deal to do with the disparities that exist. And um, you having an opportunity to speak on that and be the light that, you know, towards that, I think is is just amazing because you're giving people something that they never knew existed or that they could be or do coming from where they come from. Right. So yeah. that 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 is in itself is remarkable. Um, you know, and I know we want to talk about I want to talk about like why you left Google, right? But I do want to address Edward's question here. Uh, he just wants to know about equity. Do you believe you were paid equal to your peers being that you were a minority uh, there? Absolutely. So um, I, I'll say that I believe personally the answer was yes, uh, but also I didn't necessarily care. And I know that that's a strange thing to say, but I've only been concerned with having what it was sufficient um, to do what I needed to do as a husband and as a father um, to make sure that I'd be able to leave my children an inheritance and my grandchildren an inheritance um, and really just serve well in whatever capacity I needed. And I think that uh, I obtained that position before I got to Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I almost had to like stomp on my own feet to say like, Oh no, I'm good. Like you don't have to give me this really huge bonus that is larger than everything I've ever seen, uh, mm-hmm. ever seen in my life, right? Like I, I had to tell myself that because, um, you know, I, I've been so grateful uh, to to be in the position. Now I realize that that it's also important for me to to say, listen, if I'm not being compensated at a level that is equitable to my peers for the same work and the same task, that's wrong. Right. I, I know that I have a responsibility to do that. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think that being in a position where I can be grateful and thankful for what I have without complaining is very important for, for just me to be able to move the way that I need to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I love the um, the prayer in the scriptures, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the idea that, you know, don't give me too much so that I forget about God and, right. um, and proclaim mm-hmm. I don't need him, mm-hmm. but don't give me so, uh, so little that I'm tempted to steal and to rob and dishonor God. Uh, and so I think so long as I'm in between those two, <laughs> and God <laughs> just continues good. to answer that, uh, that, that prayer abundantly, uh, like I'm, I'm good. And so, but yeah, in my own experience, and this is one of the reasons why. Uh, I, I have loved my years at Google 
is I don't know how it is at other tech companies. You know, uh, I don't know if under leveling is more of a thing at other places. But for me, in my own experience, uh, not only have I been compensated well, but my team has really gone to bat to make sure that uh, that all those things were happening. It's possible that you end up on a team where that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, and where you've really got to fight and nickel and dime. Right. Uh, but in my own experience, uh, I've been pretty blessed. Yeah. And, you know, um, you said something that was very key. I think, uh, you know, somebody left a comment and I want to share their story like that, that, that they wanted to share. But oftentimes what you find with underrepresented, you know, individuals, we don't know because what, what's a lot to us could be very well under what the market pays for something, right? And uh, we don't, we, I, I'm good at this $50,000 because before, I, you know, I, I'd never seen that much money in my life. And, um, but what you said was, you need to ensure by asking, is this salary aligned and equitable with what everybody else and my peers are getting paid in this role? And, and, and last week we had an awesome conversation about, you know, negotiations and, and talent acquisition and things like that. And you really don't have to negotiate if you know, you know, what your number is that you want to say yes to and you ensure that it's aligned to be equitably paid with your peers. And I think that's the key. So while we could be excited about being the first person ever in my family to make six figures, so I'm good, you want to know if other people are making six, six plus 50 extra thousand dollars, right? Um, yeah, and, 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 and that's where sometimes companies undercut us. But I think what you said is so key. Ask that, make sure, ensure I'm excited about this salary. I'm excited about this increase increase. And, you know, I just want to confirm, is this aligned to be equitably paid with what my peers in this role are making? Yeah. I mean, and, and to be clear, you know, I did my homework. Mm. That was a, a large part of that. Right. Um, the, the reason why I know that I was uh, being paid fairly, at least in my view, is that I was going on Glassdoor. I was looking at, you know, things like levels FYI, you know, uh, you can't always trust what you hear on blind. But, right. <laughs> you know, uh, fo- folks will be acting a fool on blind. But, you know, I would have conversation. Matter of fact, people, because of the way that I move, people would volunteer information. Mm, you know, hey, yes. Anthony, I know that these are the things that you care about. Here's my experience. And because I'm, uh, I, I try to be trustworthy uh, and to, um, you know, treat people with respect, they have, hey, I'm over here and this is what I'm getting and, you know, uh, all that. And so I think it's been, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had to do my homework to know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, you know, for me, uh, if I felt like I weren't in a situation where I was uh, being treated fairly, I know that I would have the responsibility to say something and to have right. that discussion. Um, and, you know, there's so much, uh, to your point earlier, so much education that needs to happen. I didn't understand my conversation at Google when I first got it. Like, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't. Um, and uh, for better or for worse, that was what happened. And I think that now one of the things that I want to do is help people to understand, hey, here, here are the kinds of things that you can expect. Here's the difference between uh, stock, a stock option versus a stock grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's the difference. You know, here's how you need to be thinking about 401ks. Here are some hacks. You know, here's where you go to go figure out that information. Uh, because so many people um, will come into tech, as you mentioned earlier, and make more money than they ever have in their life. And they go tell their, their parents and their, you know, their, my parents are just like, you make that much, really? And you get to show up at, to work at 10 o'clock in the morning? How did you do that? <laughs> right, right, right. It's no different than athletes, right? When they make all, they, they, they make it and, and athletes. And then we always hear the stories about how they mismanage or they retire broke and all of that, right? It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, a, it's a gap. I grew up with MC Hammer. I grew up with mm-hmm. TLC, right? Mm-hmm. These are folks who were successful, set all kinds of records, world renowned, yeah. and ended up broke. Well, um, yeah. And it, right? And when I talked about tech companies, I was just like, y'all have to understand that if, if you're coming from like where I come from, if you come from my hood, that's what you're thinking about. Right. So, right. Yeah. So I just want to let, let, this is a, a long comment, but you know, it's, it's not a question. I started my journey into tech about two years ago at an age way older than most. I think about the barriers that I might face regarding that I may face regarding race, sex, and age. What a combo it's intimidating, but I know if I put in the work and persist, persist, I will get there. Anthony, what you are doing is so important. I did not have mentorship. 
was a first-generational college student, knew no adults who had a professional careers. Everybody was laborers or factories. Grew up in a rural setting. I praise God for where I am even today. There is still a strong need for exposure into tech and all the other fields. And for many from a similar background. So God bless you and keep doing what you are doing. So that, you know, they they don't, they don't have a name. So I don't, I'm not sure, you know, the person that said that, but I wanted to point that out who shared that because like you mentioned earlier, there are so many people who this is a first for, right? And, and um, that's why we do what we do. That's why we have the access and try to provide the knowledge so that we can help people who might be a first gen or older or, you know, an underrepresented sex or what have you in the workplace. So Edward says, Anthony, Thank you for doing what you are doing. Um, LinkedIn user, again, no name. Thank you, Anthony, for the invite to the Let's Get Plugged uh, and sharing your views, wisdom, and experience. Yes. Um, you know, and 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 Monica, who's representing Cali, by the way, she mentioned that earlier. Uh, you know, how do you stay so calm, cool, and collective through all of the controversy Um so much yeah. crazy and controversy. And I guess like social injustices and things that we've been facing, you know, with you being underrepresented, quote unquote, how do you stay calm? So this, okay. So I, it, it's, I'm about to go in real quick. So just okay. consider yourself warned. <laughs> um, so many people get into this. And this is, I think the worst part of tech is that tech itself is sort of a religion uh, and people buy into and subscribe to the religion of tech. Um, you're, you're told by these companies that you're going to do cool things, that you're going to change the world, that you're going to, you know, fix problems in ways that haven't been solved before. And we need you. And there's family and culture and, and so forth and so on. And people, um, if you're not careful, tech becomes a sort of god to you um, and, and becomes this this idol. Um, by which you think that sort of all other problems can be solved. And what's happened is uh, people who come from these underrepresented backgrounds come into tech, and even those who are well-represented uh, come in expecting one thing and are devastated when they learn that that's not what it is. Like tech companies are still companies. Their goal is to make money, right? Um, and, and if they're not making money, some of the stuff in that mission is going to change, right? Um, and and I think that for me, having a settled foundation in God, in Christ, um, knowing that I, I, I serve Christ and, and that my faith is strong, that means that my identity isn't tied up in, um, in, in the job that I do or the company that I work for. My identity isn't, isn't even tied in the color of my skin. Um, I appreciate the skin that I'm in. Uh, I love the people that I get to represent and, and serve alongside and, and get to be a part of, but my identity isn't tied up in that. Um, and not every black person is my tribe. Let's just be honest. But, um, but you know, I, I can come home at the end of the day knowing that I did good work representing Christ my King. And like, that's sufficient. Um, I know that when I go to work, even if I'm encountering difficult situations, I can do that to the glory of God. And, and that's an example that, you know, I find all over scripture. You know, um, I think about in the New Testament, um, one of the, the writers, Paul, talked about, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have a harsh uh, master. Uh, you know, we might the, the modern analog would be a boss. You know, he'd say, I don't care if you have a bad boss. You still work in an exemplary way so that perhaps you may win your boss over by your good conduct. Yeah. And I think about that, you know, and there have been there have been people who have mistreated me on the job. And I remained uh, calm and kept composure uh, because I knew that they were powerless to really change what I needed to do. Mm. And as a result, they'd come back to me afterwards and say, you know, Anthony, that moment, you know, that that I wasn't at my best, you know, sorry, forgive me. I, I, I wasn't thinking through how that might impact you. Uh, and if I had responded harshly, if I had fought, then I think it would have only added gasoline uh, to mm -hmm. a burning fire and mm -hmm. been a thing. And so, you know, th th there's just so many situations like that where, again, because um, and it, it, this doesn't come from me. Like I, I have plenty of, of biblical examples and, um, you know, I think God works in my life to help me have that demeanor. And, I, you know, everything about me is just 
me just saying, look at what God did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's doing amazing stuff. Uh, and you can see that in my life and you can see that in, 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 in others too. Like that's what I'm about. And, you know, I know that they're not everybody agrees with that. I totally get that. Not everybody can be on board with that, but you're not going to tell me what I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> it worked for you. Right. I mean, and, and listen, as, as, like I told you, I'm also a woman of faith. Right. And, and just knowing that your sole purpose in doing what you do is because that's what you've been called to do. You have to be mindful of who you represent. So you, you can't be out here, you know, looking crazy, but still trying to tell people, no, but I'm a man of God or I'm a, you know, or what have you. So I see your point and that having a whole lot to do with not giving people sometimes what they even expect or how they expect us to respond. Right. Yeah, um, you have to continue to show love and continue to show respect, you know, regardless. So that that totally makes sense to me. Um, so now the the million dollar question. Right. You 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 were at Google for how long? Eight years, 10 years, eight years. I, I was at Google for eight years, eight years. So yeah. why now? Like, why did you take this leap into <laughs> entrepreneurship? You know, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I knew that that was the question of the hour and I'm still like thinking about how good I had it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, I've, I've, I've always been mission driven in what I do. And I think um, when I saw the diversity numbers in 2014, that 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 lit my butt on fire. Um, and there's just been this escalating uh, drive and, and escalating desire to be more impactful and opening up opportunities for the next generation and really seeing myself as part of black history is, is being, um, you know, the, the, the modern incarnation of examples like, you know, Garrett Morgan, Lewis Latimer, Benjamin Banneker, CJ Walker, you know, Madam CJ Walker, uh, folks like this, you know, and so for me, I am, uh, I, I think that I, I came to a point where I realized things are great at Google. I love what I do. I love the opportunities that I get, but I could be doing more besides coding. And as someone who's coded for, for almost every day for 20 years, and I've loved and enjoyed the work that I've done at Google, you know, it's been impactful stuff. I think towards the end of last year, as we were um, talking more earnestly about the great resignation, and as I was um, interacting with the community, I could see tons of people who were trying to make that transition into, into tech and needed help. I could see tons of people who, like me so many years ago, um, wanted to navigate the space and didn't know how to do it and, and didn't know how to find reliable resources and reliable people. And there's a lot of uh, people out there that I think are trying to take advantage of, um, of, you know, underrepresented folks who are trying to come into this space. Uh, I think that there are still people out there who are trying to make a buck off of this great resignation. And I want to do my part to fight against that, um, you know, and to uh, provide, I think, reliable coaching services, uh, reliable information and advice, really thinking about people um, in a thoughtful way um, and in an intentional way for their benefit, um, while also lending my voice in the corporate world, in the VC world, uh, to talk about the experiences of folks like me uh, and others uh, who, who come from these underrepresented spaces. And I just feel like the tools and the atmosphere and everything was just kind of converging together at this point. Um, you know, there's some partners that I've been able to work with recently. Uh, one such example is Brilliant Black Minds, uh, which is a program uh, geared towards helping HBCU students, um, you know, understand what it takes to use their technical skills to get jobs in top uh, top tier companies. And just to really establish themselves, you know, I grew up with inroads, um, and and that was such a fantastic program for me in terms of teaching me uh, job skills and and how to manage my career, how to be accountable for things, and, and I realized that there's still a great need for this specifically in the tech industry. So, you know, I I felt like by leaving Google, I might, I, I I'm going to give up a steady paycheck, I'm going to give up upward trajectory, I'm going to give up. Um, you know, the perks and, and all this, this nice stuff. But in exchange, I'm going to be able to, to move even harder and work even harder uh, to, to really um, 
you know, bring positive change to my community and to other communities like Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood, Harlem, South Side of Chicago, wherever um, you may be, you know, even internationally. And so I think that, um, you know, I've, I've known about entrepreneurship, uh, sorry, entrepreneurship since I was a young man, uh, since I was in middle school. Uh, and I've always sort of had a dream to, to, to jump into it and to have my own thing. And I think having a side hustle uh, at Google, so I, I ran Morgan Latimer Consulting as a side hustle, um, I don't know, five years uh, into my mm -hmm. tenure at Google. And even just running that side hustle was such an eye-opening experience for me. Uh, and I think, you know, even if you are working a nine to five, if you can find a way uh, to start a business and to run it, it gives you so much insight into uh, the larger business world. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it just... <laughs> so, so Morgan, I, I had to do it. Morgan Latimer Consulting, that's the name of your business. Tell me about that name. Like, where does, where does the name come from? And how yeah. can people who might be watching or listening utilize your services? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll answer the second question first. You can visit MorganLatimer.com. Uh, that's just one T. So L-A-T-I-M-E-R.com, MorganLatimer.com. Uh, Morgan Latimer, uh, th those are two last names uh, of the, my two favorite black inventors. Um, these are the folks that I learned about that because of their life, I was inspired to pursue a life in tech. Um, Garrett uh, uh, A. Morgan was responsible for things like the uh, precursor to the modern traffic light, gas mask apparatus that allowed firemen to walk into smoke-filled buildings and, uh, and save lives and was responsible for the straightening comb. Uh, he could not sell his gas mask apparatus on his own because he was a black man. Uh, he needed a white man to sell his inventions for him while he passed himself off as uh, Native American. Louis H. Latimer was responsible for um, the uh, uh, for for drafting Thomas Edison's um, patent designs, and also himself, I believe, invented a better filament for the light bulb. So the Morgan Latimer logo is actually a light bulb. Because uh, I'm lighting the way for the next generation of tech, and the filament inside is an M for maze. Wow! I'm, I'm dropping that in there for you. I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Wow! I, I knew there was an interesting story behind that, and and it lets us know where your heart is and and where it lies into why you do what you do. And I, you know, I everybody listen, Anthony out here, love, love, love this. Okay. Um, Rock the mic maze. Look, they're telling you, you know, that they're liking what you're saying and, and, and you know, keep it going. Um, and Monica is saying, you know, thanks. Keeping God first is key to help us in our journey with this thing called life. Um, you know, Anthony, we just appreciate and I know we're running up on time, but I appreciate you coming and dropping the gems that you dropped tonight and sharing so with us your story. I am honored to have met you. I look forward to us doing something together again, working together again, because like you, I'm just now intrigued to, to see how we can help spread the word about tech. And, and it's more than just the help desk or it's just coding or just what we know it to be. Um, so thank you so much. But I'd love for you to, to uh, share with everyone how they can keep in touch with you. And I'm going to go ahead and put this up here so you can see. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what you're looking at is my website, anthonydmays.com. If you visit anthonydmays.com slash links, you'll find tons of resources. Um, actually, the second link right there is um, for those of you who are interested in technical interviewing. I've been running a promotion since yesterday. I did an IG live yesterday. I have the great pleasure of, of, of um, being on that channel. And uh, there's a discount on technical interviewing 101 where I explain how you can um, think about the technical interview rightly and use the right strategies for, for getting through that. Um, I've discounted that from the $49 it usually is to 19 bucks. So if that's something you're wow. interested, great. Um, I've also got free articles, resources, YouTube videos. If you just want to watch me play Animal Crossing covers on YouTube, that's there. So yeah, there's, there's all kinds of things, but that's the best way. And all my socials are there. Please follow because I don't always know when I'm going to open my, my mouth and drop gems. Uh, so you just got to catch me when you catch me. Uh, on Clubhouse, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you guys make sure you go and connect with Anthony D. Mays. That is his handle on pretty much everything it looks like. So, uh, right. you know, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Anthony uh, D. Mays, Twitter. Like, I got to go make sure I'm connected to you on all of these <laughs> social uh, avenues. But because really, you all are, are, are just very, I should say, we are just very privileged, Anthony, to just have you. Yeah share what you shared and and I definitely want to make sure we take care take advantage of that and and be able to connect with you. So you all let him know, "Hey, I heard you on the podcast or I watched your live stream and and, and just give him some encouragement." Um and if you are listening to this or watching this and you have an interest in a career in tech, reach out to Anthony. I mean, um and and see what Morgan Latimer can do for you from a consulting standpoint. He has a special on his interview guide, $19 Okay, um, make sure you grab that, but take it seriously if this is something that you're very, very interested in. Um, and then also on his link, he didn't mention it, but he has his story on BuzzFeed. So I watched his story on BuzzFeed. It is not even long, it's what, like maybe three to four minutes? It, it, it's, it's not that long, I should say. I don't know if it's yeah. three to four I think minutes. it's like 15 minutes. It's like 15 uh, minutes. But I remember yeah, thinking, I want before. some more. Where's the rest of the movie? Uh, it's not long at all. But listen, it will help you understand even fuller the, the, the young man that sits before us today and, and that has spent this time with us this evening. So, Anthony, we thank you. We appreciate you. We are going to, I mean, they're showing you love over here in the in the chat. They say, uh, you know, hearts. They say, you know, thank you. Fantastic discussion. Looking forward to your success. Um, thank you both. You know, Jose says, I appreciate you, Anthony. You know, all the love yeah, is over I, in, I, in the chat. I, so, I see you, Brandy. I see you, Edward. I see yes. you, Rosalind. I, I see you, uh, Marcus. Uh, Khaled, I see you, Matt. What's going on, brother? Uh, Jose, who's, who's always been faithful. Roya. Uh, yes. Daniel was on here earlier. Yeah, I, I, I you not. Hafiz, <laughs> amazing <know> <laughs> work, Anthony. Look, okay. Um, uh, Yavo, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that uh correctly, but I love the name. Uh, thank you for dropping so many uh gems. So, I, uh, you know, the audience shares in my sentiments that we are very appreciative for you. Ray Butler says, amazing, Anthony. I mean, just the 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 love and all of that. So if you guys really enjoyed this, make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe because we're going to be highlighting other people that want to share their stories with you that can inspire you to do what it is that you would like to do and hopefully learn and get and, and build your network and your circle of people that you look to to help you elevate in what it is that you're trying to do next. So HR plug.com is the website for youtube it's youtube.com uh slash the hr plug and, and and just hit subscribe and you'll know when we go live what we'll be talking about ahead of time if you don't want to watch you don't have to but at least you'll know what's coming up and uh be able to catch the replay if if you miss it live so thank you again anthony i'm gonna go ahead and um uh, send, send you backstage. And let me just, before you go, Ms. Trina on here says, I work for a black owned tech company as a senior talent acquisitionist. I'm always looking for tech, ta tech talent. So Trina and Anthony, if y'all not already connected, make sure y'all connect. Um, because let's do it. And, and, yes, it, it, let's do it. And I got to say, uh, LaShawn, thank you so much for the honor, uh, yes. for, for granting me the honor of being here. I know you didn't have to do it, uh, but You've just been incredible. Your whole style is amazing. Like I'm, I've been taking notes the whole hour. Oh. Trust me. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much, very much. And we are going to be connecting. We are going to do some stuff together uh, for sure, for sure. Trina, make sure you connect with Anthony because if you work for a black-owned tech consulting company as a talent acquisitionist, Anthony could very well help you guys with some consulting strategies to attract some, you know, support you guys in attracting talent or help prepare talent. So that you guys can get the best of the best to work for the for your organization. So, Absolutely. Anthony, I'm going to send you backstage as I say goodbye to everybody. So thank you for that. Um, you guys, tonight was amazing. I hope you enjoyed this session with Anthony. I hope that you learned something, even if you're not interested into in tech, that you learned something about it, something that you can share, something about diversity, something about inclusion, something about Google. And I didn't mention it, but it's just amazing that he still has an amicable relationship with Google. So if you do decide to jump or leap into entrepreneurship, don't think that the relationship has to be adversarial with where you work now. Um, there could still be happy endings. And my boss once told me, um, maybe one day I'll bring you back as a consultant for us.
So you want to make sure you maintain those those relationships. Uh, Anthony may very well go back and be a consultant for Google. Um, you may very well go back and be a consultant for wherever it is that you're working. So be amicable and, and don't burn the bridges, but just take what you learn day to day and use it to help get you or position you to where you want to ultimately be. Anthony is the greatest of all time is some of the, the comments here. And Camille says, thank you, Anthony. And Trina says, yes, love it. Yes. Ray says, Trina Reese, let's connect. So Ray wants to connect with you, Trina, as well. So um, you both are on LinkedIn. Make sure you guys link up because this is what this is all about. This is about helping each other and supporting each other. That's what we do here. So make sure you guys connect with me as well on Instagram the HR plug really handle for all social media as well. It has been a pleasure talking with you guys tonight. I know we went a little bit over, but it was so well worth it. So appreciate your level of engagement, appreciate your time. And we will see you next week on the Let's Get Plugged podcast. Take care and have a great evening.